filled with the spirit of the past and alive with the realness of the present. I am ancient. I am new. I am Heritage India. Not very far away, in the kingdom of Hastinapur, Shantanu was the king. He already had married Ganga. We know the story. And then he already has a son who is Devavrata. This Devavrata is now 36 years old and Shantanu had stayed single for 36 years. The moment Ganga left him and disappeared, Shantanu is alone. He has not married. But that day, he came to the banks of Yamuna and he had a wonderful divine smell from somewhere. So he followed in that direction and he found this girl, Satyavati. Again, you know, she was matured now, beautiful, smelling good, all the characteristics of a woman to fall in love with. Shantanu fell in love with her and said, will you marry me? Again, she said the same thing, that you should ask my father, Pitruvasha. Now this time, both Satyavati and her father had become very, what should I say, practical, shrewd. And they had decided that we won't let things happen the way it happened last time with Parashara. Because Parashara, after a while, when the boy was old enough, took him away also. So poor Satyavati was left with neither a husband nor a child. And now they realize that he is a king of uh, Hastinapur. So he said, the fisherman, of course she will marry you, but on one condition. Shantanu agreed. He said, okay, whatever the condition, I am the emperor, I can do anything. The fisherman said, my grandchild, that is Satyavati's son, will be the king of Hastinapur. They know about Devavrata, right? And Shantanu flatly refuses. Please remember, many people think, and it is commonly believed, it's a popular belief, that Shantanu agreed to that, and therefore all the things happened. No, he did not. He went back home, empty-handed, so to say, and he was forlorn, sad, lonely, and he even started losing weight. Everything is given in the critical edition. Devavrata saw this. And he didn't know. He thought, is something wrong with my father's health? And he asked the senior priest, Purohita, about what the matter was. And then Purohita had to tell him the truth. He said, you know, there was this girl and she wanted her son to be the king. But you are the perfect heir to the throne. And your father did not accept that and did not marry her. And so he is losing weight with black circles under his eyes and whatnot. Bhishma said, okay. Now just see, Bhishma himself is 36 years old. That is of marriageable age. Right? But he comes to this bank of Yamuna and he talks to Satyavati and her father, of course. He tells them, I know what has happened. And I promise you that I will not be the king after Shantanu 
it will be your son who will be the king. As I said, you know, these people have become wiser now. In Marathi, there is a beautiful proverb which says, I mean, in English, you say once bitten, twice shy. But in Marathi, it is better said. We say, Dudhani tond bhajla ki taak sudha pungkun piyava. So they are taking all precautions. They are always on the alert. And Satyavati says, okay, Devavrata, you say you won't be the king. What about your children? You will marry. And since you are the elder son, your children will be rightful. You are Raja, heir to the throne. Bhishma, without hesitating for a moment, immediately replied, in that case, I won't marry at all. If I don't marry, I won't have a child. If I don't have a child, your son can be the king. And most important, then you can marry my father and you can have a child and he will be the king. Surprisingly, both Satyavati and her father agreed to that. I mean, it's one thing to be greedy about power. It's one thing to be uh, wanting to have wealth or even to get married and all. But for that, what price are you making someone else pay? Why should Devavrata remain unmarried? I can even understand that he will not be the king. That is okay, maybe, perhaps. But that he will not marry. And he is probably even a slightly elder than her or younger than her. They never mentioned that. But of the same age. And still, he has no qualms about that. She said, okay, if you promise not to marry, then I'm willing to marry your father. So was she marrying Shantanu out of love, out of affection? Or was she marrying Shantanu so that she will will the power? A question which is worth asking ourselves. Anyway, Bhishma takes her to Hastinapur. Shantanu and Satyavati get married. And they have two sons. The elder one is Chitrangada. The second one is Vichitravidya. Now this Chitrangada, and both Vichitrangada and Vichitravidya are still small boys. Shantanu dies of old age. So just imagine how old he must have been. Then Bhishma, he takes advice from Satyavati. This sentence is very important. According to the advice given by Satyavati, Satyavatya Mate Nirtu, this comes at least three to four times in Mahabharata. Every time there is a problem, every time there is a crisis, this Bhishma would ask Satyavati about what is the next step to be taken. By the way, this Devavrata, when he takes this horrible vow that I will never marry, is called Bhishma. Because that is how the Bhishma Pratinya goes. Bhishma is the horrible vow of staying a uh, celibate. So Bhishma would always ask her and she said, okay, that's fine. Just we will uh, coronate Chitrangada. He's the elder one. And you and I, we would take care of the ruling. We will take care of the uh, kingdom. Bhishma says, yes, Chitrangada is coronated. But very shortly, Chitrangada dies in a war on the banks of river Hiranvati. When he dies, 
Vichitra Virya, the description given in the Mahabharata is very nice. It says, Balam a prapta yavvana. He was so small, he had not even reached his youth. Bhishma again asks Satyavati for the advice. But you know, Satyavati always had this ambition of being Raja Mata. Because she could not play the role of Rani, Ra, uh, Maharadni for long because Shantanu died. And now she wants, she is dreaming of being a Rajamata. So she says, okay, then again, you know, let Vichitra Vidya be the king and you and I, we will take care of the kingdom. No problems. So Bhishma does that. Nowhere does Satyavati feel that this man has sacrificed so much in his life for my pleasure. Why don't I make him a king for a change? She doesn't. And then this one also dies. Vichitra Virya dies because he has Yakshman. Yakshma is uh, something like TB, a very high fever and all, and he dies. Oh God, before that, when Chitrangada and Vichitra Virya both are living, Satyavati, who is always looking at the Kuru dynasty and the Kuru Raja, she tells Bhishma, my boys have grown up. We must have, we must get them married. And so, you know this story. I won't go into details. But therefore, Bhishma goes to Kashi Raja. And in his chariot, he brings three daughters of Kashi Raja, Amba, Ambika, and Ambalika. And they happily jump into his chariot, thinking that here is a man, Bhishma, who had taken the Bhishma Pratidnya of not marrying, but now he wants to marry the three of us. So they were happy. On the way, they come to know what the situation is. And then Amba, as you know, she gets down and goes to her lover. You, we won't go into that part. And only Ambika and Ambalika come to Hastinapur and they are married to Chitrangada and Vichitravirya. So both the sons, they were married and they had wives. But of course, as I said, Chitrangada died in a war and Vichitravirya died of Yakshman. Now, think of the situation. Here is the dynasty of Kurus. There is Satyavati. Bhishma is there, but he is always sidelined, sidetracked. He is not in the main picture, mainstream rather. And there are two daughters-in-law, Ambika and Ambalika. Unless and until they have a son, Kuru Vamsha will not go ahead, which is obvious. You can't help that. And the husbands are dead. Both of them are widows. Now what to do? There are many ways, you know, when a son could be adopted or produced and which is sanctioned by our Dharma Shastras in those days. And one of them is called Niyoga. Niyoga is a process by which a particular man, whomsoever you decide on, comes and stays with a woman and 
leaves her when she gets pregnant. Okay, so his job is only to see to it that she is pregnant. Now, here comes the scheming and plotting on Satyavati's part. You know what she says to Bhishma? Bhishma, see, we must have an heir for Kuru Vamsha, right? Bhishma agrees, of course. Then she says, you are a stepbrother of Chitrangada and Vichitravidya, right? Because they both shared the same father, Shantanu. So you can come for Niyoga. He says, no, I cannot marry. Even on this small thing like Niyoga, I will not do some such thing. And the sentences he uses there are amazing. He says, even if you, even if on the five elements, Pancha Mahabhuta, they change their nature, Bhishma will not break his Pratinya. Very well said. But I'm surprised. This Satyavati does not hesitate in asking him this. I mean, just for your selfishness, he should not marry. For your selfishness, now he should marry. What kind of logic is that? So she is only thinking of her and more than her, she is thinking of the Kuru Vausha and taking the kingdom ahead. So Bhishma tells her, you can do one thing. Now just see, it, it is 2000 years back, you know. So do not try to use our moral sticks and measure their standards. So he says, suppose we bring a Brahmin, a Brahmin who is wise and Tejasvi, as he says, and give him some money, you know, in lieu of which he will stay in the palace till the both the queens get pregnant. The moment he says that, Satyavati suddenly thinks of a Brahmin whom she has given birth. And that is Vyasa. Right? Vyasa is Brahmin because Parashara is Brahmin. And so she says, oh, but it feels very shy, embarrassed. And she says to Bhishma, sit, I'll tell you the whole story. And that is when she narrates the entire story of Vyasa Janma to Bhishma. Bhishma says, then no problem. I have no problem. Because if you look at this, even Vyasa is a stepbrother of Chitrangada and Vichitravidya. They, three of them share the same mother who is Satyavati. Now, how to convince the daughter-in-law? She goes to Ambika first. She's the elder one. And she tells her, see, we must have, you must have a son. Otherwise, Kuru dynasty will end right here. So, even the daughter-in-law knows about Niyoga and all. So, Satyavati says, we will have Niyoga. But Ambika does not accept. Then Satyavati says, don't do that. Putra Gruddhini is the word which is used in case of Satyavati, who very much wanted a son to be there in the Kuru dynasty. And she implores Ambika. She requests her, pleases her, and ultimately wins her, probably orders her to have Niyoga. And then she tells her, okay, retire to your bedroom. And at night, your Devru, 
your brother-in-law will come. She's not telling a lie. She said, your devar will come. She has already talked to Vyasa and Vyasa has agreed because it is Matru Adnya. He has agreed to that. This poor Ambika lying on the bed, she is wondering, these are the words from the critical edition. She is wondering, will it be Bhishma? Because Bhishma is her Devara. Or who else would it be from Kuru family? She's wondering about that when Vyasa enters. And Vyasa, as described by himself, is a dark man. He's called Krishna Dvaipayana. Dark, uh, I mean, not fair at all. He had long hair all over his body and he was not a good looking man. In fact, Vyas tells his mother that wait for a while, let me get cleaned up, let both the wives get used to my appearance and then we will have yoga. But she has no time to wait. She's become impatient. And so that same night, he goes to Ambika. As we know, Ambika, apparently she closed her eyes because she could not stand it. And the son which they had, Dhritarashtra, was blind. When he was blind, then Satyavati had to do something about it. She is the only one. She would again consult with Bhishma and ask what is to be done now. I would ask Ambalika. Then Ambalika, same thing, you know. Even she wasn't happy to receive Vyasa at all. And she was pale with fear and pale with um, nausea kind of a thing. So the son which they got was pale from the birth. And his name was Pandu, anemic. The word itself means somebody who is suffering from anemic. Satyavadi was totally shocked. Now what to be done? Then at that time, she thinks that why don't I call some, uh, Vyasa again and have another Niyoga with Ambika? Yeah, Vyasa agrees, he comes there. And, but Ambika, like Satyavati herself, has become wiser now for the second time. She says, okay, I'm ready. And at night, in her palace, instead of she herself lying on the bed, she sends one of her dasis made servants, properly decked up like a queen and all, you know, and then sent that dasi. And that dasi is happy to no extent because a person like great sage Vyasa is going to be her husband for at least one night. And therefore, she does what we call samarpana and they have a wonderful son whose name is Vidura. So just see the story of the Janma, the birth of Dhritarashtra, Pandu and Vidura. Unfortunately, Dhritarashtra could not become the king because he was visually impaired. Vidura could not be the king because he was a Dasi Putra. And Pandu had to be the king because he was the only one who could move around and on. So in spite of having three sons in the Kuru family, Satyavati's desire of being a Rajamata could not be fulfilled. I really feel sorry for her. But this happens with many women, you know, who are ambitious. Her ambition was not wrong. Her ambition was not misplaced. 
But this was something which no one liked probably. I mean, none of the women like Ambika and Ambalika did not like. And in there is one word called nemesis. Nemesis is the punishment which you get sooner or later when you have done something wrong. And the nemesis of Satyavati can clearly be seen in the story of Mahabharata. After this, Satyavati goes in the background. Okay, She is not there at all. I mean, once in a while, somebody would mention that he went and paid her his respects to Satyavati, but that's about all. She doesn't actively do anything because her dream of being a Rajamata is completely shattered. And so she goes in the background, so to say. I am ancient. I am new. I am Heritage India. Hey. 